Howdy folks and welcome to episode 44 of our series through the book of Titus and today we are in, uh, where are we? Titus 2 chapter 5, we've been talking about this for a bit, about older women instruct the younger women uh, in these things and so uh, Paul has given this instruction to Titus to give to the older women to instruct the younger women uh, in, in these areas and so we've talked about a bunch of these already discreet chaste homemakers good and now the big one the one that well when i was in college i had a teacher uh yeah pastor wit and pastor wit loved to talk about this topic about women wives submitting to your husbands and oh my goodness did the ladies in the class get upset and I think some of it was uh, the presentation, <laughs> for sure. Um, there's kind of an old school um, way that he he presented it, and uh, I think that um, that uh, I, I don't know. It it struck me at the time as quite entertaining, just because of the the level of annoyance that uh, many of the ladies in the class um, demonstrated as a result of. Uh, of the way that he presented this. And so uh, my hope is that I can present this in a way that is accurate and truthful, but um, not in a way that comes across in a uh, self-serving manner. And oftentimes that is the case when it is a man uh, preaching about what a woman ought to do or what a wife ought to be. So we want to say, you know, what is the scripture actually saying? What is it not saying? Because what is, we want to discern what the author is telling us and not read in too much of our own cultural um, biases. So he says, obedient to their own husbands. Uh, the word there um, is, is uh, uh, hypotasso, and it's used all throughout the Bible. You see it a lot. Um, talking about, you know, uh, in Ephesians 5.21, submitting to one another in fear of God. Uh, Ephesians 5.22, wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Um, in Ephesians 5.24, therefore, just as the church is subject, there's that the word uh, for submission, subject to Christ. So we see it um, in that idea of, of being obedient, you know, exhort, um, exhort, Bond servants to be obedient to their own masters, um, remind them to be subject to rulers in Titus 3.1. And so um, usually what I found in this is that when pastors talk about this in modern times, back in the older days, there was a lot of wives, you know, you need to submit to your husbands. He's the head, he's the leader. And, and that was kind of how my college pastor presented it. And, and it was greatly greatly um rejected by many people in the class as i mentioned but there there's there's the, the one of the things i've noticed a lot now is when i hear this is usually somebody brings up that um when when talking about this is that it's a military term used uh to to describe order in and uh you know the idea of of rank um yeah, actually, I'll just read something that, here that I, I came across. This the word is a Greek military term meaning to arrange in a military fashion under the command of a leader. In non-military use, it is a voluntary attitude of giving in, cooperating, assuming responsibility, and carrying a burden. 
And so, um, again, the, the one of the, I think one of the problems that we have with this is, of course, the abuse of it, right? The use of the person in the position of, we'll say, in this in this case, the husband saying, Women, wife needs to submit to me. Wife, you need to submit to me. And that's where we get the problem because this is not the type of leadership that we are supposed to be practicing, right? Because Jesus talked to his disciples, right, about serving others. If you want to be great, be a servant of all. Don't be like the world. Don't be like the world who uses their position to rule and dominate others. Right? You don't want to have a pastor of your church who is ruling and dominating others. That's not his role. You don't want a president of your country who thinks that his job is to rule and dominate others. In, in many countries, their leader is called a prime minister. Minister meaning servant, meaning he's the head servant. You know, And that's, I think, the idea that we need to keep in mind with this, is that the idea is not for husbands to preach this at their wives and go, wife, you need to submit to me. I, I don't think that's the husband's job at all. And in fact, I think what we see here is Paul telling Titus, tell the older women to teach this to the younger women. You know, wives submit to your husbands. Now, let's talk about this in case you find this uh, grossly repulsive. First of all, let me say this again. Once again, the idea here is coming under the leadership of another. Now, it's a voluntary idea, right? That's one of the things we said in a non-military situation. It's you saying, you know, I'm going to I'm going to make myself subject to you. Now, I do this at work all the time. Right? I am currently in a position where um, there are people that um, for lack of a technical term, I outrank, right? They have a a lower position in the organization than me. However, uh, during the summer seasons, I find myself in a position often where I am assisting them in what they're doing. Now, even though uh, I hold a higher position in the in the organization, um, they're running certain aspects of, of the operation. And so what I do is I come to them and I say, how can I help you? Now, I am not, uh, they're not more important to, than me. Their position is not higher than mine, but I can subject myself to them because I understand what they're trying to accomplish. I'm trying to accomplish the same thing. And if they ask me, hey, can you do this? I don't say, well, that's beneath me because I'm a boss. No, I, I, I'm purposely subjecting myself underneath that. It's not an always an easy thing to do. Uh, the people that I work with now, it is very easy to do. But I've had other people that, um, that I knew, that I knew much more than them about the topic that they were trying to, um, or the area that they were leading in. And uh, there were times where I disagreed with what they were doing, but I said, you know, this is not a safety issue. I'm not going to challenge them in this right now. I'm going to, I'm going to come alongside. I'm going to try to help. I'm going to try to build respect. And, and, and that's, uh, that's pretty much what I was more or less able to do. Um, uh, as far as I could tell. Um, but, um, but again, the idea is it's a voluntary thing. So keep this in mind. When you read this, if you are repulsed by this, if you are a, a woman saying, I can never sub submit to any man, well, I would, I would encourage you not to get married until you can find that man who you would say, I will voluntarily take a submissive role in this relationship because I trust that this man is there to serve, to honor, 
and to lead me in a godly fashion. You see, because here's the thing, Christian women, if you were if you were a Christian woman today, uh, my hope is that you have submitted your life to Christ because, well, that's what Christians do. We submit our will to him, saying, not my will be done, but your will be done. God, you know better because we know he wants what's best for us. And so when you find a man who reminds you of Jesus, who reflects that same love, that same care, that same concern, it will not be that big of a deal to submit in that in that way because you're saying, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not saying this person is more important to me, that they're better than me, that they have a greater relationship with God, but I can submit to them because I know that their desire is for what's best for me. So that's one aspect of it, that it is definitely easier to be in a submissive role to somebody who you know has your best interests at heart, that is not in a position where they're going to try to take advantage of you or rule over you, you know, because I think really that's the thing that people are, people don't like that idea of someone's going to take advantage of me and I have to give up my own will rather than saying, I'm going to submit my will to theirs because I know they want what's best of me just like I have to my Heavenly Father, just like I have to my Savior. And so I would encourage you, uh, women especially, if you say, I cannot, re- I can submit to this man or that man, well, don't marry that man. Now, some of you are already married, and you're in a position where you're like, this is challenging to me because my husband is not acting in a godly fashion, or he is not uh, in a position where he is desiring to serve um, the Lord and and me, you know, Um, But here's the thing. This is one of those practical daily faith steps. I was talking to somebody this week about, about reading your Bible. And reading your Bible every day is a practical application of faith, right? If you read Psalm 119 in particular, and that was the discussion I was having with this person, was about how the Psalm 119 over and over and over is talking about the importance of knowing reading, dwelling upon, meditating on the Word of God. And when you read it, you'll see that it's talking about reading it daily. Sometimes it talks about multiple times daily, day and night, you know, meditating on God's Word. And what I was talking to this person about was they they were sharing some of their experiences with when they read the Bible and then they saw an application later in the day. When somebody came and said, oh man, I'm struggling with this problem, I don't know what to do, and they go, oh, I just read something from the Bible about that this morning. Or when somebody goes, I wish that I knew a Bible verse about this. And they go, oh, I just read a verse about that this morning. Or you go to church and the pastor says, hey, today I'm going to talk about this this verse. And you go, oh, I just read that verse this morning. And and I was telling them about how when we step out in faith just to say, I'm going to read God's word because I believe that's what God would have me do. And I trust that God's going to use it. That Then you see God use it. Because that's faith. Faith is saying, I believe that this is what God would have me do. I'm going to act in faith, believing that this is what God would have me do, that God is able to fulfill his promises and do what he's promised he would do. And so I'm going to, I believe God would have me read his word. So I'm going to do that. And what happens? Well, you see God work because that's how faith works. God speaks. We respond believing. And then God shows up. We want God to show up and then we respond after that. But that's, that's not how it works. And so when we when we read this, it's a practical faith step. And, it, and it's not always easy, but it's that place of saying, all right, Lord, this is what you have called me to do. And so it may be a time where you bite your tongue 
and maybe a time where you where you say you know i'm not going to fight about this issue i believe this is the best thing but instead i'm going to submit my will and i'm going to say heavenly father he's your son he's your kid you deal with him i am going to for the sake of my relationship and in order to honor you i'm going to submit to his desires and his will in this situation even though I think maybe it's a, the wrong choice, even though I think maybe it's not the best thing for our family. He, I've said my piece. He knows where I, where I stand and I'm not going to fight about it. I'm not going to make a giant deal about it. I'm just going to trust you, Lord, that you are going to honor my faith in you, in my obedience to submit to this husband of mine. Now that's not an easy thing to do. Now I'm not talking about, you know, your husband is asking you to do something criminal or your husband is physically harming you if your husband is physically harming you get away from him that you don't need to keep yourself in a position where you are being physically harmed a lot of times people think that that's submission that's not what it's talking about here but it is talking about that idea of saying all right lord i'm going to trust you that you can handle my husband and i'm going to give my husband the opportunity to be the leader in this home. I'm not going to circumvent his authority. I'm not going to badmouth him before the kids. And it's not always easy to do because some of you ladies, many of you ladies, probably my wife included, um, have married some knuckleheads. You married a man before you really got to know his godly character. Maybe you married a man before you cared about godly character. Maybe you married a man who put on a show of godly character. I don't know, but I do know this. This is, there's certain things that God has called us to do, and some of them are difficult. And if you read the Bible, you'll find that this is not just the only spot where it talks about, you know, wives uh, submitting, you know, being in a submissive role to your husbands, but also don't forget this gentlemen that are listening. If you read in Ephesians 5, you'll see it also says something that uh, the gentlemen often leave out, and especially the male preachers. And that is the one, you know, submitting to one another in fear of the Lord. You know, this is something that oftentimes men forget about leadership, is that leadership doesn't mean you make every choice. A wise leader listens to the people that are underneath a wise leader, a servant leader, listens to the wisdom of those who are under his care. One of the great things I learned when I first got married was that my wife has a relationship with the Lord, and oftentimes she hears from him in ways that I don't. And I have a great respect for that, and I listen to that. And there have been many times where she said, I believe this is the direction God's directing us to go. Our second ministry that we were participated in was not because I felt the, the call of the Lord on it. I didn't know. And I didn't know when I was praying. She kept asking me, I don't you know. What do you think? I'm like, I just don't know. And she finally said, I believe this is where God is telling us to go. And as soon as she said that, I was like, you know what? Yeah. You know, and, and I was relying on that because I trust her walk with the Lord. I know that she seeks him. And so. Um, you know, you, gentlemen, you don't have to be the the commander, the boss, the decision maker in every aspect because that's not what good leaders do. Good leaders pay attention and listen 
to those who, you know, think about the military example that we said this has. The general doesn't make every single decision. He's going to rely on the expertise of the radar operator or the, you know, or of the, um, the combat um, sergeant, you know, whatever. He's going to listen to those who have expertise in the areas that he does not. And so anyway, I hope hopefully this idea of obedience and submitting uh, is not one that turns you off because here's the thing, it's in God's word. And so we need to, to consider um, not the cultural aspects of our own present culture to say, well, this is, this is, this is old fashioned or whatever, but say, wait a minute, what is, what's actually being said? What's actually being said? Because here's the thing, ultimately in marriage, your job is to do your job. Your job is to do your job. Your job is not to wait and see what your spouse does. Your job is to do your job. Regardless of your spouse's obedience to, to God, you just be obedient to God. You just do what God has called you to do. And women, that is not an easy thing to do. You've been called to submit to a very fallible man. But, but don't forget, when you do it in faith, God will show up. God bless you. Talk to you next time.